Welcome to Hope Anchors, everybody. I'm Sean. And I'm Johnny. And together, we want to share the hope that anchors the very core of who you are and who we are to all that Jesus is. Hebrews 6.19 says that we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Amen, brother. We are continuing to walk through the Psalms in a series called Mixtape, and we find ourselves this week in Psalm 37. This has definitely become one of my favorite Psalms because of the fact that my pastor, the very day that I left for Taylor University, my freshman year at, uh, at Taylor, I, w- I drove to his house to be able to, to talk with him for a little bit before I was going to head off to school and he wrote in my Bible that the very fact that his dad, when he was going off to his freshman year in college, that his dad gave him Psalm 37. Mm. And it's just become one of these really guiding passages for my own life. Uh, So much incredible truth that comes out of this Psalm. And and it's a longer one. So, you know, so far we've been in uh, Psalm 13, we've been in the 23rd Psalm, and there are just a, you know, a handful of verses in each of these. Uh, This one has 40. We're we're not going to be doing. Yeah, we're all not 40. doing all forty verses. Uh, even though, when the when this really became, well, I, I think it always had been ever since my pastor John had given me this passage. But there was a time when I was reading it out of the New Living Translation, and one of the things, and it was so funny because. I didn't re- realize that this was going to be in Psalm 37, but I, I talked about the fact last week, I think it was in, it, it was in our prayer time that I talked about how God delights in every detail of our lives. Mm. And that's Psalm 37 verse 23. Oh, wow. We're going to, we're going to focus on delighting. Uh, but, uh, we're the, there were four words that, kind of popped out at me as I was taking a look at this passage this past week. Uh, We're not going to dive into all four here during our time in this podcast. We're actually going to focus on one of them. But in Psalm 37, the passage that we are focusing on today says, trust in the Lord and do good. This is verse three. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Love this part. Mm. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. (laughs) Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm for the wicked will be destroyed. But those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. Amen. And what we what we love to do with this podcast, sometimes we go deeper into the conversation that was started on a Sunday morning. By the way, we're located at Indianapolis at Hope Church. Uh, but a uh, little plug there. Little plug there. On the corner of Spring Mill yeah, and 86. That's right. That's right. Uh, but, uh, you know, we and then sometimes we like to dive deeper or even go into something very different in the same chapter. So the, what we're ended, what we'll end up doing today is focusing more on desires. But I, I talked about the fact that there are four attributes that we really need to have in our faith. And I think this is something that David is bringing out in this song. But trust, believe, you know, if you're going to move in the direction of Jesus, if you're going to walk in his way, you, it starts with trust. Mm-hmm. You have to believe that his way is the right way. And so it begins there. Uh, commitment. 
you know, there's a sense of commitment and you, you know that someone is committed, not by the promises that they make, but the process that they take. You know, there is something about their, their daily, what they do on a daily basis. I remember John Maxwell talking about the fact that, that you, you can tell a lot about a person and the direction that they're moving when you take a look at their daily habits and their, and their daily calendar. And so, you know, there's a sense of, uh, of commitment when it comes to our relationship with the Lord. And then there's also, I, I love this, that, that we are to delight in the Lord. We are to find joy and pleasure in our relationship with Him. I think too many times we, we see our relationship with Him as drudgery, as, oh, it's something we have to do when God really wants us to see it as something that we get to do. And then, you know, be still. Uh, we'll see, we'll see an echo of this in Psalm 42, where he says, be still in the Lord. Well, let's just talk about last week too. And, mm. you know, in Psalm 23, yep. you know, he's going to allow us to rest, yeah. give us that rest Lie down like, in green pastures again, to be still. Yeah. But I, I think the one, you know, out of the four, the one that has really meant the most to me over the years is this whole idea of ta- uh, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. There aren't too many conversations that I remember back in college with a friend, myself, about scriptures, even though I I led small groups, I was in small groups, you know, we had uh, different classes in, in Bible, just because we went to Taylor University, you know, part of your uh, education was to, you know, take some Bible classes, that kind of thing. One of the one of the conversations that I remember having, and, and this was with a high school friend where she and I graduated the, the same year from Plymouth Salem High School in Michigan, and then went to Taylor University, that she and I were talking about this passage. And I, I for one reason or another, I asked her, I said, I... What do you think about this? When, you know, I asked her, I said, it says, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It, is this saying that God gives you everything that you want? Oh, I want this. God gives you that. If you know, I want that. God gives you this. You know, it, it, is that what it meant? And AJ, she said, uh, I, I think God gives us what to desire. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little story here. It was in. January of 2020, right before the pandemic actually hit, Hmm. I mean, hit hard. I was asked by a good friend of mine to join him on a retreat weekend in down in Alabama. Hmm. He lives in Phoenix. I live in Indianapolis. The other three gentlemen that joined us on this retreat weekend, one lives in Atlanta, one lives in Austin, and the other person lives in Phoenix. And we joined in together and attended a retreat called Battle for Your Heart. Mm-hmm. I have been on a three-year journey trying to understand this whole topic of desire. And to break it down, this whole idea of gives you, you know, he will give you what your heart desires. Mm-hmm. There are different types of desires that we have in our lives. And, and I'm going to just kind of hit on a few of these. And I think we've said, I think I might have said this on one of our other podcasts, but the whole idea of, is he just going to give you what you want or what he thinks you need? Well, let's really talk about what types of desires there are, because we have our, our surface desires. These are the things that I want a new car. 
I want a TV. I want these things, the materialism of the world, of what we want, and we see that we need that. And that's our desires. That's the surface desires, but has absolutely no true meaning and has no... So when we look at our surface desires or temporal desires, some people call them, uh, a lot of times it's about a vacation. And it really has no ground on what we really need from God. Because only God can really fulfill our deep desires. So that's why these surface desires are just what we want today that has no lasting meaning to us. Mm -hmm. Then we have these distorted desires, all right? And what this really is, and I'm telling you, folks, it's taken me three years, so don't try to get this all in one episode here. It takes a while to really understand what all these desires are. But we have a distorted desire, which is attempting to satisfy a true deep desire, but we're going to do this on our own way. I don't need God to really fulfill my deep desires. I can do this. And we do this in a lot of ways with our own relationships with other people, uh, through our works, uh, trying to earn our way through good deeds. It's not really with God. It's just we're just doing these things. Um, we have our deceitful desires, all right? And this is when we're expecting fulfillment of the surface desires of this vacation is going to solve all my issues. If I hit the lottery, it's going to solve all my issues. If I get this person, it's going to solve all my issues. Or I buy this big TV and I put it in my basement, it's going to solve all my issues. And that's when we are relying on the materials. We're relying on the surface to really fulfill it. So when we get into this whole idea that God and only God can truly fulfill our deep desires, because when you really think about it, break it down, what is it that you really, truly desire in your life? And I'm going to go through some of these deep, eternal desires. One is a purpose to be a part of something that's larger than yourself, something that transcends throughout. A lot of people want to do that. What is my purpose in my life? You can't figure out your own purpose in your life. Only God has that purpose for you. And that purpose is going to change as you grow, as you continue to grow in your faith, as you continue in your life. Your purpose is going to change because God says, now you're ready for this. And God now says, you're ready for that. Another thing is, is relationship to love. And I love this to be loved mm. to pursue and to be pursued. That's the relationship. And I'm telling you folks, God is pursuing you. Are you pursuing God? We, we rely so much on other people to pursue us and we put them on these pedestals. We put un realistic conditions in our own life on somebody else to fulfill this need. And we get disappointed. Mm -hmm. How many relationships have you been involved in where you want to be loved? You want to be pursued. You want the sense of somebody's coming after you and they disappoint you because you have put so much pressure on them. In all reality, you've put the whole pressure in your own mind. We talked about a couple of weeks ago, how many wrestling matches have you been in involving yourself that you've actually won? <laughs> and here's the same thing. We put all this pressure on somebody else 
to fulfill this desire, and they can't do it. But God can. How many times did we just talk about last week that God is pursuing you? Every day, God pursues you. Embrace that. A lot of times, we want to make an impact. You know, We want to feel significant in life itself, and this is where we think that we can do it on our own, and that's that whole deceitful desire, because mm-hmm. we, we want this, but we're going to do it on our own. We can't. God's got to be right there alongside of you, and you will make a huge impact in life. You want to be honored. You want, to, you want respect in life. That's a deep desire. You really want to feel like, I'm respected. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, I'm going to tell you, if we put this on somebody else, Johnny, if I need you to respect me, and you're going to let me down. Mm-hmm. But God respects you and loves you. And he honors you every day in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you honor God in that same relationship when we talk about commitment? Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other things here. Sometimes we want to be protected. We want to be protected. Johnny, you're not going to protect me. You're not going to walk beside me in those dark valleys and truly protect me. Sean's bigger than I am. He's going to protect me. Well, I don't know. You've been working out a lot longer than I am. I may be bigger, but... Um, and sometimes you want to be heard and be seen. And it's only through God will you truly be heard and seen because only God can really do these things for you. And the desires, I'm. Uh, it, it's so hard because we think of these desires. And what I really want us to think about is go deep into your heart and what is it that you truly want yes god and god created us not to be alone but to be in relationship but who are we to be in relationship with mm-hmm. or to be in relationship with god cuz he can satisfy these things i understand how single people can have such depression, getting at deep spots because they feel like they're all alone and there's nothing left for them. But I'm going to tell you, folks, I have a better relationship with my wife because God is fulfilling the desires Mm -hmm. and I don't rely on her to fill these deep desires. If you're at all familiar with uh, Pastor John Piper, his most famous work is a book called Desiring God. Mm. His ministry is called Desiring God. You can go to desiringgod.org. And it's just, it's based off of this main idea that he has that joy is essential. And he, and he, he bases his life, he bases what he does in ministry off of this psalm, Psalm 37. It's interesting that he he coins something called Christian hedonism. Now, a, a hedonist is the doctrine that pleasure or happiness is the highest good. So in John's mind, you find that pleasure and joy in a relationship with God. Yes. And so, you know, he, he talked about the fact that so, so many people in the world do not have an experience of deep joy. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't have just they don't have that sense for it. And it's something that we all long for. And, you know, what he sees within David's song is the fact that we can find deep and abiding joy in a relationship with God, that that we are to desire him. And so, you know, John has really made it his, made it his life's mission to help people experience joy in their relationship with God. I mean, he's such a fantastic teacher, but I, I love the fact that that what he wants people to be able to experience is actually delight and joy. And he just he says, you know, uh, the, 
their their web page that says joy, joy is not optional it's essential wow. it's it's something that we absolutely need and our experience of god can be you know one of the most uh, joyous things you know and and you, i get it i mean you know we we look throughout the psalms and we see some very um honest sometimes complaints uh questions deep questions deep doubts but what we're talking about here is just this whole idea of actually delighting in him and finding joy in him. And that's where we can, that's where we can get it from. And so, you know, John Piper talks about this, this Christian hedonism as the conviction that God's ultimate goal in the world, his glory and our deepest desire to be happy (laughs) are one and the same because God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. I've heard him say that over and over again. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Mm. Not only is God the supreme source of satisfaction for the human soul, but God himself is glorified by our being satisfied in him. Therefore, our pursuit of joy in him is essential. Mm. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, when you think about, uh, as I was reading those deep desires and you think about all this stuff and what God is asking of us is to be pursued. God's asking us to pursue him as well. God's asking us to love him as well Mm -hmm. as he loves us. God is asking us to show him honor and respect. All of these things of these deep desires that God has for us to show him is the same exact, it's almost like a mirror. Mm. So when you look at these deep desires, understand God has that same deep desire from you Mm. that you should have for him. Mm. Instead of looking at somebody else to get to fulfill those, um, look to God to fulfill those. I going through this whole study for the last three years, we kind of talked about our facade. What mask do we wear Mm. and, and everything else? I realized through this whole process over the last couple of years, going through this passage and going through this study, is that I had I was a affirmation junkie. Mm-hmm. I needed somebody else after I got done delivering a message, after I was done singing a song, after I was done giving a speech, you know, a talk. I went to other people and I said, "How'd I do? Yeah, how did I do?" And it was like I was relying on them to give me my satisfaction of you did a fine job instead of understanding that I only needed God's approval. Mm. I only needed God's saying to me, well done. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter what anybody else thought. And, but man, in my mind, I needed somebody else to tell me. And once I saw that and I understood that because what somebody else was telling me was good for that moment. But when God was satisfied with me, it was like lasting forever. Mm. And, and, you know, one of the things that we always want to hear, no matter what we do, and when life is all done, is we want to hear, well done, mm-hmm. good and faithful son. Yeah. We're never going to hear that from anybody else in this world that's going to give us that promotion to glory, that's going to have that feeling when we see God and he's the one that's going to say, well done, mm-hmm. good and faithful son. That will last forever. Yeah, that's awesome. I think we do try to find joy in so many different places. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, in pointing back to the 23rd Psalm that when he's our shepherd, then we've got everything we need. 
Yeah. You know, we can, we can have joy and satisfaction in our relationship with God. And then out of that joy and satisfaction, out of hearing him saying, well done, good and faithful servant, you know, then we, we can, because we're experiencing joy in that relationship, then we can then turn around and give to other people out of that abundance that he's given to us. And so, you know, our encouragement for you, and this has been right from the very start of what we've been trying to do is just to encourage you to have a personal relationship with him. We're super excited that you're learning from us. Maybe you're learning from others. Maybe you've got a, you know, local pastor that you're learning from as well, but make sure that you're spending time with him and in relationship with him, because that's where you're truly going to find that delight, that satisfaction, that joy. And, you know, once you figure, I'm not going to say you're ever going to figure out these whole desires things, uh, but the more you get into your relationship, I'm going to ask you, um, our listeners out there, to make that commitment. Make that commitment to God that you will seek his desires as, as hard as he is seeking your desires. Look deep into your heart. Look deep into who you are and what it is that you're trying to do trying to be, to be a follower of Christ, you have to make that commitment to him and to yourself. You know, we talked about how I just started working out and it's a commitment. It's not something that I can do once a a week and, and think that it's going to produce the results that I want. I have a desire for the results and I have to put the work in and it's no different. Your relationship with God, you have to put work into it. Mm-hmm. It's not a one-way street. And too many times I think that's what people look at is, well, God loves me and that's enough. And you're never going to have the satisfaction. He's never going to be able to meet your desires because your desire is just very superficial. Mm-hmm. It's very superficial. We can't go back and stress out enough how the road is wide, but the gate is very narrow. You can have a superficial relationship with God, and at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, we just got. I just was finishing with a study on the Sermon on the Mount, and it talks about how people would say, "He, Jesus says, you say, Lord, Lord, we've done all these things in your glory, but yet I don't know who you are. He wants to know us. He wants to know. He, he has that desire yeah. to know us. Yeah. And he wants us to know him on a deeper level. We really do get out of anything what we put into it. Mm. So whether it's our health, our finances, our uh, whatever it might be, but especially when it comes to your own relationship with God, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So these, these Psalms that we're going through, it's really amazing. There is a line, there is something that touches each and every one of them. And a lot of it is to have our faith in God, trust in God, Rely on God, and God will see us through these things, whether it's we're walking through the dark valley, whether it's just giving us what we truly need, but we need to examine in our hearts what that is. Mm -hmm. Make your commitment to God and just allow that to happen. If you concentrate on your relationship with God above everything else, the rest of your relationships are going to just explode with beauty. Mm took me almost 20 years to figure that out with my own wife Hmm. to where once I started to have a relationship with God, our marriage just exploded in love. Hmm. 
because that was that cup that overfloweth mm-hmm. the blessings that God was giving me. I was able to share that because I, and I had no idea what that was in the past. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm telling you, folks, getting that relationship with God, getting that right, getting that in order. And it's not a matter of you start today and everything's going to turn around and be perfect for you. I'm telling you, you start and it's a process. Yeah, I started working out this past week. I haven't lost 60 pounds already, you know, where I want to get to because it's a process and you have to make the commitment. What was my desire? What's what pushes me to do that is uh, for years I've used the, the, the whole saying of, you know, I'm in shape because rounds of shape, but it doesn't do me any good with my body. Uh, a few weeks ago, Johnny delivered a message about the temple, about our temple, restoring the temple and my body is God's temple and I need to use this better. And for me to do that, it's really what kind of prompted me into my thought process of, I need to get my body in a place where if God needs to use something, I better be ready for it, not just mentally, health-wise. So I'm making my commitment to God. In all reality, I'm making the commitment to God on this whole workout thing so he can use me better in the long run. Hmm. Hey, there's a reason why we end things with Romans 15, 4. And, you know, when you when you think about David writing these songs to God, that these were written not only as an expression of his worship to God, as well as down through the ages, they, these songs have been used as expressions for worship for all of the faithful. But they, they've also been written so that we would endure that we would be encouraged, that we would be lifted up, that there would be something inspiring in in what we are reading so that we could continue on. I, I don't know what your story is. I don't know what you're going through. But the very reason why these scriptures have been written and the very reason that Sean and I get together as friends down in his basement to encourage you is for that very reason, yeah. so that you could continue to have hope. That's That's truly our purpose, to give you something to anchor your hope to. And, you know, if you ever need extra prayers, mm-hmm. you can always reach out to us. Uh, we are at hopeanchors154 at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Send us an email. We'll be more than happy to pray for you. Mm-hmm. If you're in the Indianapolis area, we love to drink coffee. Uh, we'd be more than happy to sit and talk. Mm-hmm. You can visit us at our home church at Hope Covenant Church. It sits on the corner of Spring Mill and 86th Street here in Indianapolis, Indiana. But that truly, folks, that is our purpose. We want to give you something to anchor your hope to. So please, whatever you do, don't give up. Keep looking at it and keep hope alive.